How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 26 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today I'm going to run down the uh, MLB Network game between the A's and the Cubs, and then uh, in the, that's the first half. Second half, I'm going to talk about my standout player from that game, because we actually got to see baseball played, uh, me personally, especially, because uh, usually they show the games during uh, the weekends, and I'm at work. And uh, I don't get to watch the baseball. I can hear baseball, but I can't see it. And that's a different experience completely. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're going to do that before we get into, you know, all of the A's news. Please follow us at Locked on A's on Twitter. Me personally at ByJasonB, also on Twitter. Uh, send any mailbag questions or general questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, I got a question today and... Uh, I, I didn't respond to it yet. I'll do it right now. Uh, it said, what do you think of Jorge Mateo so far? And uh, as I said just a second ago, I have not been able to actually watch a lot of these games. So I've been going off the stat line for Jorge Mateo. And he hasn't been hitting terribly well. His on-base is still looking pretty good. But uh, from some, some of the stuff that I mentioned in yesterday's episode um, with uh, him not putting in the work, it seems like, according to coaches and uh, Frank Lombardo seemingly having an inside track because he's been with the organization longer. Um, I don't know that he's long for the team. I mean, well, if he gets hot, then obviously that changes everything. But if he kind of hits the way that he is now, then uh, yeah, the A's aren't going to really have too much of a issue waving him. And I've been talking about his speed being a great asset, but uh, I'll get into another player whose speed impressed me later in the episode as well. Um, so that's all that. Uh, the A's won a game. Uh, they've won a few of these games now. They're 7-6 uh, and six in spring training action, and I think they've won five in a row now. Yeah, they, they started off really bad, and they're, uh, they're turning it on. Hopefully they don't use up all of their wins right now, because we, we, need, we need them to get off to a, to a better start than usual. So uh, save some of those wins, fellas. Um, so... In tonight's game, or sorry, uh, we are seven minutes away from midnight as I record this. So in yesterday's game, uh, Frankie Montas went two innings, he walked a batter, he struck out two, and he also accidentally hit Josh Fagley, who is playing for the Cubs now. And I found that funny, they found that funny. Um, he was like, yeah, I didn't mean to hit him, but I couldn't help but laugh. And Fagley also was laughing, so uh, everything's fine, everything is great. Um, I hope Josh is doing well. He seemed like a nice guy. Um, so then, uh, Lou Trevino, uh, the resurrected Lou Trevino, as we are now going to call him, uh, he threw an inning as well. He, okay, maybe resurrected isn't so great. Uh, he, uh, allowed one hit, gave up two walks and he struck out two. So, you know, he loaded the bases, but he didn't allow a run and he lowered his ERA again. So, you know, he's doing okay. And then Liam Hendricks pitched the fourth inning, and uh, he went an inning, gave up a hit, and struck out the side. So, everybody's looking okay. I I'm okay with this bullpen. If Trevino is, I mean, he can play with fire a little bit, but as long as he doesn't get burned too often, uh, I I'm down for Lou Trevino of 2018 slash 2020. Uh, 2019, Lou Trevino can go hide. Um, but by... I'd be okay with a resurgent Lou Trevino in this bullpen. And uh, that, that'd just be another great arm to have uh, for Bob Melvin to call. 
and as he showed in the 2018 wildcard game and throughout 2018, uh, he can be relied on for a few innings if needed. Uh, I know that the wildcard game was more of a necessity for a few innings, but he can give you two, and that just improves, you know, that, that gives everybody more rest in the bullpen if they need it. And uh, you got use Mario Petit down there, who can also throw two or three or four innings. And, uh, yeah, it, it helps. And the rotation is going to be much better than it has been, in my opinion. Um, so the, the A's pitching staff, it, it's going to be okay. And their offense has always been solid. Uh, I'm fully buying into Chris Davis having a, another a, a bounce-back season. And uh, if he can hit 247, cool. But he's going to hit 40 bombs. Uh, you heard it here first, Locked on A's on Twitter. Um, all right, uh, Sean Murphy, he made his debut a day early. Uh, caught me by surprise. Uh, I was at work all day, so I must have missed that. So Sean Murphy, uh, he caught the aforementioned pitchers, and then he walked twice. So he didn't get a plate appearance. No, he got a plate appearance. He didn't get in that bat. Um, and so he's going to get tomorrow off, or sorry, <laughs> Tuesday off. The A's don't play Wednesday, and then so he's going to play again on Thursday. So he's got a couple of days off to just make sure that knee's feeling okay before he starts catching all of the games for the rest of eternity. Um, so that's the plan for Sean Murphy. Austin Allen came in and pitch ran for him in the fifth. Uh, he went 0 for 1 with a walk, so A's catchers, three walks today. Not bad. Um, he also took a foul ball off the... Or it, so it ricocheted off of the batter's arm and into his mask, and he was, you know, stretching out his jaw and stuff. Um, I assume that he's also going to get tomorrow off because you don't really want it. You don't need to play him tomorrow. Uh, I know that Jonah Hyams also kind of on the shelf a little bit with his uh, his bruises on his shins, but uh, they'll find somebody else to catch. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, so then the one guy that, uh, you know, I've been down on in the past on this on this podcast, but he looked really good yesterday. I got it right. Yesterday, yes. Oh, sweet. Um, he looked really good on Monday, and that is Franklin Barreto. He went one for two with a walk. He scored twice. He stole a base, and in the process of stealing that base, uh, they threw the ball in the center field, and he went to third. So I like speed. I've been very adamant about how much I like speed on this podcast. Franklin Barreto's also got speed. Not not quite as much as Jorge Mateo, but I'm fine with Franklin Barreto level of speed. Um, he also drilled a ball to dead center field, which is 411 uh, to in a, at Hohokam. And uh, it hit a wall, and then he got a triple. Um, I know that every ballpark has different dimensions, but I feel like 400 should be like as far as defenses can go in today's game. I know that there was other dimensions that were really cool where it would be like, hey, this ballpark just does not end. Um, but 400 feet is just ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, I, anything over 400. If it's like 430, um, unless it's like Towles Hill, which I did actually enjoy over at, you know, uh, Enron Field and uh, other subsequent fields, Minimade Park and... There was another one in there, I think, but Enron, um, I, I kind of liked the hill, but if there's a fence right there, just don't build another wall on top of that. That's silly. I'm sorry. It's like putting the green monster in center field for no damn reason. It's mean. It's just plain mean. All right, so I'm going to take a quick break, and then uh, we're going to talk about 
my standout performer from Monday night's game. And uh, yeah, and then we'll call it a podcast. Okay, so the player that I'm going to talk about here, uh, I mentioned, I believe it was in the first episode of the podcast, not the teaser, but like the first episode one. I had talked about a bunch of new additions to the team and what to expect from them, blah, blah, blah. And I mentioned that uh, Buddy Reed, he's a speedy guy, and I could see him being like a fourth outfielder type that would just cause havoc on the base paths and all that stuff. Um, And I could see that being beneficial to the A's in September or into October if they make it that far, which, as I've been adamant, they're winning the West this year, so they're going to make it into October. Um, And because speed is something that the A's don't necessarily have, and I would like to see them have more of it, therefore potentially Buddy Reed. Um, he hasn't played in AAA yet, so yeah, he's going to start the season in AAA, I believe. Um, get him some playing time over there. Uh, before I get into his night, uh, I will mention that uh, according to The Athletic and Melissa Lockard, wonderful writer and awesome uh, publication as well, if you don't have a subscription, think about it. Um, Director of Player Development, Ed Sprague, uh, he said that there are some adjustments that need to be made to uh, Buddy Reed's swing, so they're going to be working on that in AAA. He's been working with the hitting instructor and some other guys uh, for the AAA squad, so he's going to be working on his swing a little bit and uh, going from there, but it, he, his batting average hasn't been great. His on-base has been decent. He had a 310 on-base to go along with like a 227 batting average, so he walks a fair amount. He had a 9.5 uh, walk rate uh, last season, And he still has some swing and miss in his game, which isn't great. I think it was at like 27% or something like that. Um, So he needs to cut down on the strikeouts, maybe elevate the the walk rate a little bit more, maybe to like 11% in the minors. Or if he can get up to 15 in the minors and then have it go back down to like 10 in the majors, that'd be great. Um, But with his speed, you would think that his uh, batting average on balls in play would be a little bit higher, which would help his batting average a little bit. So if he can be just an average hitter at the major league level, which might be the goal, uh, to go along with his solid defense and speed on bases, um, and I'll get to his speed here in just one sec, um, then that's a player that has a lot of value for the Oakland A's this season. If he can just increase to just being an average major leaguer at the plate, that'd be great. Um, so his speed, as I alluded to just one second ago, so in Monday night's game, he went over two, but he scored two runs and drove in a run. Um, here's, here's how that happens when you go over two run. Number one, uh, he was, he, he grounded into a force out. And so he got on base, even though, you know, it didn't count as a hit. And then he stole second and then he scored on a throwing error. So, uh, speed, I like it. I'm here for it. His second run came after a second force out. Uh, he grounded in a, to another force out, ended up on first, and then he went to third base on a single, on an RBI single from uh, Luis Barrera, and then uh, he later scored on a sack fly. So, speed. He went first to third on a single, and he, I mean, sure, he grounded into a force out, but whatever. Um, so, this spring so far, he's 0 for 8 with four runs scored. And uh, he's got a couple of stolen bases in there. Speed does not slump. And that is something that, uh, you know, Chapman went into a slump last year. Uh, Everybody slumps for a little bit. But if you can get somebody out there who can just cause havoc on the bases, uh, whether that's going to be Barreto this year, uh, I'm I'm starting to think that he's going to make the team. Um, 
Buddy Reed later in the year, they've got some pieces that, with a little more speed than the A's are accustomed to having, you got, you know, Laureano's obviously an option as well. Um, they, they've got the pieces to start playing with uh, the, the opposing pitchers, the opposing catchers, maybe stealing some bases, which would be crazy. Um, and I know that the A's probably aren't going to be stealing bases unless they're successful 75% of the time. And uh, they don't necessarily have like those kind of speed guys, but they do have guys that on the, I noticed this on Monday, um, that are just very smart with how they run the bases. And if you compare a little bit of speed with smarts on the base pass or, you know, base running IQ, um, that's a recipe for success right there when your bats are not necessarily going as well as you would like them to when, uh, you know, Matt Olson's not tearing the cover off the ball and when Chris Davis is swinging at sliders down and away. It's just nice to have that extra dimension to the team. And uh, I think that it's not something that they're making a conscious effort to, you know, go after, but it's something that they are going to be aware of uh, as they construct the team going into October. Um, so right now they're going to go with, you know, their their best 26. Um, I think that they're going to start getting more playing time for everybody that's going for the second base job. So that's Mateo, Machin, and Barreto. I think Tony Kemp's already on the roster as another utility guy. He can play a little bit of left field as well. And, uh, you know, if Piscotti is going to miss some time, then you got so many people that can play the outfield now. Barreto was playing center field the other day. You got Cannon, who's probably going to be playing center field. Uh, Loriano will be in right. Then you got Kemp, Grossman, and uh, Chad Pender, who can all play left. So, uh, what, what is that, like six guys? <laughs> but again, unless either Barrera or Seth Brown goes on a huge tear and Piscotti is actually out for opening day, um, I think that they're going to use that spot on one of the second basemen. My money would be on uh, Vimy Almachin and Franklin Barreto, um, just because I think they might be able to get something like some lottery pick for Jorge Mateo and uh, see how that rolls for them. I mentioned at the end of uh, yesterday's episode that I would be on the Locked On MLB uh, podcast. I linked to that on our uh, social media feeds. So if you would like to listen to it, uh, you can go on there or wherever you get your podcast. Just type in Locked In MLB. My name, Jason Burke, is in the uh, title of the episode. So it's that one. Um, and... I want to get your guys' opinion. We talked a little bit about the sequel to Moneyball for when the A's win the World Series this year. And uh, we, were, we we had, you know, obviously Jonah Hill's in there, and you got Brad Pitt. But who's going to play Bob Melvin? And I legitimately don't have any good answers. Because they got to be a little bit tall, and they got to be in their, like, mid to late 50s. Uh, we could also do makeup, so they could be, you know, slightly younger. But, uh... I was looking up tall actors. I'm like, oh, they're all very typecast. Like Vince Vaughn. I'm like, I wouldn't buy him as Bob Melvin. And uh, Joe Manganiello, not at all, because he's Joe Manganiello. Um, and then there's a bunch of other guys that I'm like, eh, they're not alive anymore. So I was not looking at a very good list. I guess we could just get rid of the height requirement if that's really what's holding this whole thing up and just go for people, you know, that are middle-aged, I guess. I don't know. Um, so with that being the case, uh, 
who should play Bob Melvin in the Moneyball sequel? And also, bonus points if you can name the Moneyball sequel. Not what, not what we called it, but, uh, you know, like, what would you call it? I think that I threw out Giambi should have slid because I'm still mad about that. Um, but if you want to go like Moneyballer or Moneyball 2 colon something, let's go with Moneyball 2 colon something. And then uh, what's that something? Let us know at Locked On A's on Twitter or me personally at ByJasonB. And uh, I'll read some of my favorites on air for uh, Wednesday's episode or Thursday. I'll, I'll read them as they come in. Oop, just I had one more thing. Um, Nick Allen is the number five A's prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, and he is set to make his spring debut on Friday in split squad action. So he's going to be playing in one of the two baseball games that the A's are playing that Friday and, uh, or this Friday. Um, so yeah, that's all. That was my last note. Nick Allen's playing on Friday. That's all I got for today. So, uh, in the meantime, go out there and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow.